0: Edge Seeker. We cling so close to comfort, with danger seldom sought, but in the uncertainty, past the edge, courage can be caught. Jace took off down the faintly present path. His feet left soft puffs of rising dust across the land as he made his way edgeward. His pack jostled softly against his back, packed lightly for the descent. His green eyes tracked the dancing clouds as they left their mark on a mostly clear sky, and for the first time in a long time, he felt his breath come easily. The time he spent preparing for his trip was nothing next to the eternity he had held the dream of passing over the edge. It called to him now, that enchanting layer of clouds his feet moved faster than they had ever moved before. He thought briefly to the life he was leaving behind. That small depressing village, the simple comforts of family. It all seemed so unimportant. Jace and everyone in that core cursed town were so insignificant, but no more. He wouldn't think of them for a moment longer not with the edge so close. It loomed up suddenly, nowhere near the build-up he had been expecting. A short hill hid the view from him until he had nearly reached its crest, and when he looked out over the crumpled edge of the world, he saw what everyone else saw, an endless ocean of clouds. They seemed to boil up from deep below his world. He stopped and took a shaky breath unsure if it had come from the exertion of his movements or the fading confidence of his decision. He made his way towards the small box set on a post a few feet from the edge. He reached in and pulled out an old book. The thick leather cover felt crisp in his hands. He opened it to the first page with reverence. Dearest Jenny, I hope you never have to read this. It is with every fiber of my being that I promise to return. That being said, as much as I trust myself to return back to you, I trust what lies beyond the edge to call me deeper. It is not with any malice that I leave you. This place has called to me since my earliest memory. I know I could not build my life further here with you without first satisfying this itch that crawls over my every thought. I know that you do not understand. No one here seems to share my desire. I am sorry. I love you. Luke. The page was crisp in the way that dried paper often is. Tear-stained and older than Jace, that fact alone made his mind fill with a strange mix of emotion. Whoever Jenny was, she hadn't gone after Luke. She'd read the letter, cried, and moved on. It made his heart ache. He knew the itch. He knew how alone Luke had felt. He turned the page. To those that come after, I've started to wonder if I've lost my mind. No one seems to understand just why I feel I must pass over the edge. I wonder if this is how Luke felt. I know not if he ever made it back. I know only that he was braver than most in this core cursed town. I know that he wasn't the first to venture past the edge but the people around me prefer not to talk about him. They seem to have forgotten anyone who has taken the trip over the edge. I have not forgotten Luke, nor will I be forgotten like those who came before him. I leave this book to you with a simple request. Remember me. Remember those that come after me, and I will not forget those that I care about here. I will leave my marks past the edge. Find them or carve your own path. It is not up for me to direct you. But I do have a request. Leave your tales here. If we can't count on the town to remember us, we must do it ourselves. I leave tomorrow with five hundred feet of rope. Trist. Damn it. I sunk below the clouds, but I couldn't see anything. My arms ache. Trist. It has been a week since my last descent. I've doubled my rope. The words written above still hold true courage can be caught. Tryst. Jace turned the page and read slowly through the book. The ritual filled him with pride. Soon he would join their ranks. He felt a comfort in those familiar names in the book. Page after page of his childhood heroes. Some were brief, and others less so, but each told a small story of their own. Then he reached the end of the text. A number of blank pages filled the remainder of the book. He pulled a pencil from his bag and settled down with his back against the pole. He wrote his name and paused. He looked over the edge. I leave today with 2,000 feet of rope, the end. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I'll Tell You a Tale. Uh, It's me, Nathan, and joining me today is it's
1: me Alex? Hello, everybody,
0: uh, and welcome back. Uh, we today we have a story that we're going to be sort of looking at and revising uh, into something that is both mo- more coherent and slightly less dark. Um, I guess at this point you've already heard it, um, but it is titled Edge Seeker something that. Uh, I wrote, and we're going to sift through it. So I guess to start off, well, you guys probably haven't heard exactly what it is, but it, it it's it starts off as, right now, it's a kind of a story about someone who's sort of like an outcast in society. Uh, they they live in this small village of people that, uh, well, we actually don't know how small it is, and I, I don't think that's very important. Uh, to th- this story at least but they're an outcast and they are, are filled with this desire to to go past the edge and to to discover what what lies beyond their own small little world um and so pretty much all of the story takes place in this person's uh journey to the edge which isn't isn't that far from where they are and uh when he gets there you kind of learn that he w- is not the first person to go past the edge. And there's this book of people who have, like the, the the first person to ever go past the edge wrote a letter to his or her partner and kind of like apologized and said, like, I want, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, but I know I'm not going to be able to until I find out what's past this edge. And I, I'm coming back, I swear it. And then they don't come back. And a generation later or however however long later, somebody else comes along who's also filled with that wanderlust and they find the letter and they decide to set up this big book. And so they're at the edge of the world. Uh, there's this sort of almost like mailbox. with. Uh, I, I kind of got the idea from like uh, if you ever go hiking uh, on like a specific trail, uh, sometimes they have like those little... Like the the only word the only words I can use to describe them are like the mailboxes where you you write how many people are going up with you and like what time you left and then when you get back down you sign out and say like we, we got there safely so like the park rangers know if they need to go up there and find people um, but that's like it's it's a pretty short pretty short story and it, it sort of ends with him going off and I guess we're we're just gonna look at maybe adding some more details into it i, I want to keep it pretty like i like that there isn't a whole lot of dialogue because i suck at writing dialogue and i like that we kind of leave a lot of it vague um but maybe we look at well, we had, alex and i had talked a little bit earlier and uh, right now the the world that they live on is just sort of this chunk of land and sort of this sea of darkness and he sort of steps off the edge at the end of the story, but we had brought up the idea of uh, changing what what lies past that edge and making it a little less
1: grim. I don't know if you want to talk about kind of some of the ideas you were kicking around. So I was kind of thinking, uh, and just while you're sitting here talking about the mailbox, uh, I think there should be the person before him having a couple of semi-successful trips and coming back and logging it. And then to make it a little less dark, kind of instead of just plummeting out into the darkness, maybe they throw a rope down and climb down into the clouds. So you can make it seem like they are up above maybe on a plateau, maybe they're on a floating island in the sky or what have it, but the, like looking down over the clouds and they're so thick that you can't actually see through them. And then in the log book, you would have the person before him go down, come back up, okay, to, this is the date, today I tried 120 feet of rope I climbed down, reached the bottom and it of my rope, and it still wasn't the bottom. And then go back up and then he logs it. And then so there's like a, a paper trail. Yeah. But I like then that. his last trip, like if I think there should be like maybe the chieftain or the I don't know what your um Thought on like the technological advances of this particular society is, but maybe like a governor or whatever governing body, the figurehead, there has to be like some sort of motive to where he knows why nobody leaves. And so he tries to prevent people from leaving. And so he goes and watches the logbook, and then maybe he like holds onto the rope, and he can feel if the guy is still hanging. And then all of a sudden, the rope goes slack. He figures he hit the bottom, cuts the rope, and so there's no trace of that last how long the rope needs to be.
0: Yeah, I so it's it's not something that shows up in the story at all. But it it was kind of uh so there's this little like quartet at the beginning, um and it's kind of like the the edge seekers creed of like like the their ideas on life and it starts off with like we cling so close to comfort uh with danger seldom sought and like i i really just like i don't think that there is any like there's just no interest in like some whether it be like some like mystical like intervention or anything like that but just like the people up on the island or yeah i guess it, it would be like a floating island uh i think i think we should go with that like they just don't they just have no curiosity and so like every once in a while you get someone who's super curious and everyone like it's not the like shun him but like they're like and back to what i was saying like he like w- w- we, we what's down there like we have to we have to know what's going on down there like what's like what's going on and they're like Yeah, but also, look at how many chickens we have up here, and, like, this is so cool, we're so safe. And so, like, I I don't know if there's... in, In my mind, when I was writing it, and it was, like, they just walk off into the darkness, it wasn't like they were dying, but, like, whatever feeling of wanderlust is motivating them to leave, once they get to whatever is past the edge, it just, like, takes over, and, like, they just have no desire to come back they keep finding new things or whatever and so maybe we do that like there's like that log book of uh the 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 first i like the idea of like the first one not being intentional so like the first one's the letter and then the guy who finds the letter decides to try and log it and so like maybe there's like two log entries and the first one is like this is nowhere near enough rope and then the second log entry is like i i can see something down there and then when he gets to the bottom he just doesn't like there's there's not like any ill intent or anything but like just the desire to continue to explore leads him either to a point where he can't come back or he just doesn't want to
1: yeah and maybe nobody has the desire to leave because it is like such a utopian society Mm -hmm. and there's Nobody has to struggle. Everything is good. Life is happy. There's no threats. But then you have the one kid or person. I don't know who's like. uh, why do we not know it's down there?
0: Hmm. And like, I, I, I think that is something that, like, like it, it, I, t- it kind of shows up in the letter like and it's something that the the main character sort of resonates with with all the all the people that came before him and have written in this letter they all express feelings of like loneliness like no one understands like i don't understand anyone here and they don't understand me because everyone just wants to stay here and i i want so desperately to to have this knowledge and like maybe if if two of these people or whatever came around at the same time maybe they like could have common interests and stuff but like really they just don't fit into this society and so there there's never there's never two people who are filled with wanderlust at the same time and so they never have any like they're sort of like outsiders and that kind of goes into like the edge seekers they're they're at like the fringe of society i think it's interesting like the because it uh we, we talked a little bit about like the the ideas of, like, fantasy and, like, the, the there's, there is, like, that typical story and, like, maybe this, this is just, like, this is just something to, like, make you think and, like, in no way am I going to say anything about what's past the edge because, well, firstly, I haven't really thought anything about it other than, like, the wanderlust but, like, having that idea of there's something, like, What's at the bottom? That's kind of like something for you to play around with, and maybe it is. Uh, when I when I first wrote it, I had no intention of it being dark, and then I looked back at it and I was like, "Man, these are a bunch of suicide notes, and pe- they just step off the edge into to darkness." And maybe maybe that what that is what it is for some people, and you can like dig into that metaphor, but like. If that's what it is to you, cool. And if that's not what it is to you, great. Like, I just think it's an interesting
1: idea. I kind of like the thought of it being more of a metaphor of don't just get comfortable. Like, don't just get comfortable doing the same thing every day just because... It's what you've always done, and it's what you've always known. Don't be afraid to throw your rope over the edge and see what else there is to see.
0: Yeah. It's a... I don't know if it's egotistical, but, like, the, the, the... The premise of this story kind of sprang up from that little, like, quartet that I, like... I was just working and, like, just kind of thinking... In, in the the back part of my brain like trying to come up with rhymes and then like the the last line uh, courage can be caught is like you think uh like anyone can be courageous like you just have like the you can you can gain that that confidence or whatever and like that's what it's trying to promote is like the idea of i don't know
1: i really like that line courage can be caught and then that kind of falls back to the <clears throat> don't get comfortable with just doing what the rest of society does you
0: know and then the the idea of having like the logbook, like the where we are right now the um the, the first entry is, is sort of like a letter that's written between that's written from like somebody to like their significant other and then the the second guy or the maybe he's not even the second guy that comes in line but someone else is filled with wanderlust and they find that letter and maybe they set up the logbook but that's that's kind of what the story is so maybe we play around with like different people because the 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 first guy is like his his letter is very apologetic. Uh he's like I just this is just something that I have to do. And then the the second entry in this logbook is uh right now it, it the guy almost feels like a little bitter. He's like frustrated with these people um and like the the whole reason he starts the logbook is so so that like n- like he's like no one even talks about this guy anymore. Like I I don't even know how long ago he was alive or how long ago he left because like He's sort of like not not necessarily shunned, but it's just like they don't you don't talk about what's out, out the edge. And he left, and we don't talk about him anymore. And so it's like if they won't remember us, we're gonna have to remember ourselves. So like this second entry is people like please like tell tell who you are, so that those who come next and are filled with this wanderlust get an idea of what's going on. And so maybe we dive in a little bit more on like what other people put into the book because the right now the main character he he starts his entry and it's almost like a ritual for him when he goes to like look out over the edge he like sits down and reads through all the book and then he he finally decided to do it and he just kind of he he has like an empty backpack and I guess he probably has a a large amount of rope and he gets there and he sits down and he goes through his ritual and he reads through the entire book, and he gets to the point where the the pages run blank and he writes his name and he thinks about what he's gonna say, and he kind of looks out over the edge and he kind of like shrugs his shoulders and puts the book away and and sets out because like he just can't wait he's he's already decided to do it he doesn't have anything else to say, but writing that name was enough to fulfill his desire to be remembered I guess
1: yeah you could he could write his name and then his number because I feel like the important thing for them to log would be the length of rope that they used yeah then the next person that comes and reads the log book is going to need to use a longer length of rope and then obviously they write it beforehand in case they don't come back up
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> and maybe that's something in the in the 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 second log is a lot longer than the first because it's sort of the intention and uh you and uh, he he like writes down like this is how much rope i used and all that stuff and then he comes back up and he finishes the log and he's like dang it like that wasn't that wasn't anywhere near enough and then the next entry it's like this is how much rope i'm using i'm going down and then he comes back up and he uh it says like that that there's something there's something down there i could I, i could like see it and then the third entry is like this is how much rope i'm gonna use and it goes down and then that's where the log entry ends and so like that's like the number that they've started at like the next entry is like uh my name's this whatever blah 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 and he's like i guess i'm going down with x amount plus 10 of rope and so it's sort of like the the joke the the like running like joke in the book is like they just keep increasing their rope like 10 feet or whatever it's like we're pretty sure that we're not dying and like that's some, like i can call, they like know that they aren't dying like that's how they reach the bottom but it's sort of like a oh, uh, weird way to pay homage it's like I'm bringing just a little bit more rope than you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I you had talked about uh, trying to come up with a, like curse words that the people in this situation would use, mm-hmm. and you had I'll let you explain it, but you had a curse that he was using the main character, mm-hmm. but I feel like that would be a good name. That maybe the people that don't have any desire to leave call these the small group of people that go over the edge, and maybe they're like secretive, and so like they don't reveal. So who's to know that if um, Mark goes and drops over the edge and comes back up, he's not going to go tell anybody because then people will think that he's crazy. Mm -hmm. But they call him like the rope hangers or. Something the the climbers or like a name that isn't derogatory for us, but mm-hmm. to them in their society, it reflects someone who goes and dangles, you know, a dangler. Yeah, going like they hang off the edge or maybe edge seeker, just like you were. Yeah, like the and title.
0: I think. Well, the, yeah. Going back to like the 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 curse word that I use. This is like the. these people like feel so lonely because like no one in this town even like remotely cares about what's past the edge and so the the second guy is like we have not going to remember us we have to we have to remember it and so he like a lot of what comes up in their personality is like sort of this this growing list of people and like whatever they write is like the next person is almost like these are like my idols but I the the title would would be edge seeker cuz the like that's the title of the thing and so i think that's like kind of collectively what they call themselves is like the edge seekers but um i was just thinking of curse words and so i looked up some antonyms of edge uh and was like well like what's the opposite of an edge and had read through a bunch of them and then saw core and was like, oh, core-cursed, well, that just sounds right, and so like they're like, w- we don't care about anybody in this core-cursed town, and it just just kind of, like, fit, and so, like, a lot of, like, their slang comes from, so, like, he, he says it in the, he says it, or he thinks it as he's leaving the town, and then uh, in the log, and you're like, oh, like, that's not, that's what they call, that's what they call them. And maybe there is uh going back to what you were saying like they have like a derogatory term for them but i almost like like maybe maybe it's something that i don't know if it's it's something that like they they only like whisper or it's it's like the their their derogatory term is just like the silence that like you don't talk about people so it's like the like they really just don't care about like they don't understand the the wanderlust they don't they don't get it and so they don't care and they they don't remember them and that's like the what drives the second guy so frustrated is that he's like they don't remember like i well i know i'm not the first because there's a letter but like how many people came before like we have to we have to remember for ourselves mm-hmm. but maybe there's like Maybe there's like a word and I guess it doesn't even need to come up in the story because like I don't I don't see there being any other like character interactions other than like the people that he's thinking about in the logbook. Um, but we can think about maybe there is like a, a slang term that like the kids use before like the parents like shush them that they're like, oh these like
1: the danglers or whatever they whatever they are. The Edge Seekers. Mm -hmm. Danglers kind of sounds like the poop that you don't (laughs) get when you wipe your butt.
0: The, yeah. I do really like the, the, there's a, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot that it, that is there, but there's also a lot that I, like, don't want to flush out because, like, I think it's a lot more interesting if, like, you don't know it, but... I guess the part of having having like written most of it and then coming back and like looking at like the, the rough draft and changing it and making it f- feel out better is like things are going to change and by the very process of analyzing and thinking about them you sort of flesh out things that you
1: didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, to really add into this? Um, no, and and maybe... Yeah, I guess this is just kind of
0: like a shorter... Like, we already have a little bit of a story. We, we've talked about it a little bit. We're going to go in and change it uh, to kind of combat the, the lengthy episodes. We just have a short little conversation about it. Um, I guess... I think, it's, I think it's pretty cool. I think maybe some of the names will change, because I just used, like, template, like... Mark? Yeah, well, I don't even, like... I think, like, Jace and Trist, and just, like... I just randomly came up with names, but I, I think those are less important than the sort of general storytelling. But, yeah, we can uh, jump into uh, recommendations. Uh because that's how the show goes uh, The what I am going to recommend this week uh, for you guys is a series of books called the Lightbringer series um, the first book in that is uh, called The Black Prism uh, and I will pull up the author's name real quick because I totally am drawing a blank uh written by brent weeks uh it's uh an interesting sort of uh it's like a fantasy story and like the 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 very interesting thing about it uh that struck me is that the magic system uh when you're like thinking about magic systems the uh brandon sanderson and a lot of other authors fantasy authors have have talked about them and what kind of limits them is what makes them interesting and in this series there's uh the the magic is all based on color and whatever type whatever color type magic that you use every time you use it there's flecks of that color appear in your eyes and once your eyes are completely a solid color you kind of snap and lose your mind and like give in to the magic and there's the the idea of um for every every piece of magic that is spent in one color it's sort of reflected on the other side and so there's this guy who's called the prism and his job is he, he's not limited by he can do every color magic and he's not limited by how big his are um, and so it's his job to keep the world in balance by essentially using enough magic to offset what other people are doing Um, but it's a it's like a i think it's like something like five books um but the first one's the black prism uh and it's pretty good so if you guys are
1: if that struck your fancy go ahead and check it out then my recommendation is going to be a little different from the typical one Uh, this is a book that i read multiple times growing up and I feel like it had like a pretty big impact because it was so relatable to me as a kid, just wanting to be out in the woods. It's, it's Hatchet by Gary Paulson. It's a story about a boy who, his parents are divorced and he's flying out to go see his dad on this little prop plane and it's just him and the pilot and the pilot has a heart attack and dies and the plane crashes and then he has to survive in the woods by himself. And it's kind of the story of him doing that. And growing up, that was just kind of like, man, I don't want to be in a plane crash, but I want to live in the mm-hmm. woods. And it's, it's a book that I have sitting in my garage. Whenever I have friends over, I'm always asking them, hey, have you ever read this book? And it's shocking to me how many people have never even heard of it before, but it played such a big part in i think it was one of the first books that i read Mm -hmm. i think yeah it was like when you when you brought that
0: up like it totally just like didn't make any sense to me because yeah I, i maybe it was because you read it growing up and then like of course i had to read it and a little a little precursor to we all have a little bit of an edge seeker in us that wanting to live out in the woods um, yep. but if uh, if you guys enjoy that and you still have more free time than you know what to do with um, follow up with us uh, let us know what you guys think uh, if anyone has any suggestions for any stories or you want to give feedback or you have any questions uh, we have an email uh, that you can uh, hit us up at uh, you can email uh, us and we all have access to it we can all read uh, the email so just if you want a stream of uh, consciousness shoot a shoot a email to us at uh tale at gmail.com um and if you're listening to this you probably hear flashes of a song uh that is a song by fashionably absent you can check them out on youtube it's called flux um it's a great song uh
1: feel free to check that out if you have a little bit of free time And then also don't forget to check us out on Twitter at at I-T-Y-A-T-A-L. And then also go and shoot over to our website, which is ityatale.com We have all of our episodes on there. We have our recommendations. And it's a really well put together website, so I'd go check it and out. Yeah, speaking of, I, I'm,
0: I, it is actually something that I am curious about. Uh, if you guys are listening to this right now uh, and want some excuse to tweet at us, uh, tweet us if you're listening through our website, because you can listen there, um, but you can also listen on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'd be curious to see if if anyone is out there listening, where they are listening. Uh, and uh, yeah, hit us up.
1: And how, how they heard about us. How did you stumble across whether it was the stories that we post on the Reddit or if you heard about us on Twitter, saw one of our tweets, or if you just stumbled upon us in the Apple podcast shop.
0: Yeah, but those are, those are all the places you can reach us at. Uh, stay tuned for, for more episodes. I know we have been posting a lot more just blank stories, uh, or I guess blank, but stories without episodes, uh, there's probably going to be a lot more of that just because of scheduling conflicts, and but we all love to tell stories, so check those out and uh, contact us if you want to hear more. Uh, that that's going to wrap it up wrap it up for us guys. Uh, I've been Nathan, and this is hey Alex. Guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> Edge Seeker we cling so close to comfort with danger seldom sought but in the uncertainty past the edge courage can be caught jace took off down the faintly present path his feet left soft puffs of rising dust across the land as he made his way edgeward his pack jostled softly against his back packed lightly for the descent His green eyes tracked the dancing clouds as they left their mark on a mostly clear sky. And for the first time in a long time, he felt his breath come easily. The time he spent preparing for his trip was nothing next to the eternity he had held the dream of passing over the edge. It called to him now, that enchanting layer of clouds. His feet moved faster than they had ever moved before. He thought briefly to the life he was leaving behind, that small, depressing village, the simple comforts of family. It all seemed so unimportant. Jace and everyone in that core cursed town were so insignificant. But no more. He wouldn't think of them for a moment longer not with the edge so close. It loomed up suddenly, nowhere near the build-up he had been expecting. A short hill hid the view from him until he had nearly reached its crest, and when he looked out over the crumpled edge of the world, he saw what everyone else saw, an endless ocean of clouds. They seemed to boil up from deep below his world. He stopped and took a shaky breath unsure if it had come from the exertion of his movements or the fading confidence of his decision. He made his way towards the small box set on a post a few feet from the edge. He reached in and pulled out an old book. The thick leather cover felt crisp in his hands. He opened it to the first page with reverence. Dearest Jenny, I hope you never have to read this. It is with every fiber of my being that I promise to return. That being said, as much as I trust myself to return back to you, I trust what lies beyond the edge to call me deeper. It is not with any malice that I leave you. This place has called to me since my earliest memory. I know I could not build my life further here with you without first satisfying this itch that crawls over my every thought. I know that you do not understand. No one here seems to share my desire. I am sorry. I love you. Luke. The page was crisp in the way that dried paper often is. Tear-stained and older than Jace, that fact alone made his mind fill with a strange mix of emotion. Whoever Jenny was, she hadn't gone after Luke. She'd read the letter, cried, and moved on. It made his heart ache. He knew the itch. He knew how alone Luke had felt. He turned the page. To those that come after, I've started to wonder if I've lost my mind. No one seems to understand just why I feel I must pass over the edge. I wonder if this is how Luke felt. I know not if he ever made it back. I know only that he was braver than most in this core cursed town. I know that he wasn't the first to venture past the edge but the people around me prefer not to talk about him. They seem to have forgotten anyone who has taken the trip over the edge. I have not forgotten Luke, nor will I be forgotten like those who came before him. I leave this book to you with a simple request. Remember me, remember those that come after me and I will not forget those that I care about here. I will leave my marks past the edge, find them or carve your own path. It is not up for me to direct you, but I do have a request. Leave your tales here. If we can't count on the town to remember us, we must do it ourselves. I leave tomorrow with 500 feet of rope. Trist. Damn it. I sunk below the clouds, but I couldn't see anything. My arms ache. Trist. It has been a week since my last descent. I've doubled my rope. The words written above still hold true courage can be caught. Trist. Jace turned the page and read slowly through the book. The ritual filled him with pride. Soon he would join their ranks. He felt a comfort in those familiar names in the book, page after page of his childhood heroes. Some were brief, and others less so, but each told a small story of their own. Then he reached the end of the text. A number of blank pages filled the remainder of the book. He pulled a pencil from his bag, and settled down with his back against the pole. He wrote his name and paused. He looked over the edge. I leave today with 2,000 feet of rope. The end.